What's going on everyone? Welcome to episode 2 of Tea With Me, Shane Todd. Thanks to everyone who listened to last week's episode, which was the first one, uh, and shared it and, and retweeted things and sent nice messages. Um, I appreciate that. We're rolling on. We're back. Wednesdays is Tea With Me Day. Wednesdays, no matter what's going on, you just, you have a tea with me. You said, and what I really like is people who send me messages with them with a cup of tea listening to the podcast. Um, I've got a guest this week. It's Sam Halliday from Tudor Cinema Club. Tudor Cinema Club are one of my favourite bands. Been to see them a couple of times. Met Sam a couple of years ago at a show I did in London. And we've kind of just been friends, been friends ever since. So good chatting to him about being in the band, about the realities of life as a as a guitarist in a very, very big band. And the fact that so many of their songs are iconic. You know, whenever you see sort of like festivals like Glastonbury, Reading, Leeds, whenever you see Tudor play, there's so many songs like What You Know, I Can Talk, there's Undercover Martin, there's 10 songs that they play that just send crowds wild. So got to sort of pick his brains a bit. And also we're just talking about a shit as well. We're talking about T, we're talking about Joey Barton. All the things, or should I say Joseph Barton, all the things you want to hear about and we did questions at the end that you very kindly sent us so look forward to this episode i should also so i should also point out that i've injured my neck and it's also meant that i can't say words i injured my neck at the gym this morning all right everybody knows i'm a sort of buff guy or whatever whatever you're saying about maybe big muscular meathead um i was at the gym this morning and i like to wear a little belt when i go to the gym not like a wee leather belt, like a wee metal belt that I do dips with. And I couldn't find a belt. Well, I said I couldn't find it. There was a man using it and I didn't want to ask him, could I have it? So what I did was I put loads of metal chains around my neck and then I did dips with them. And I couldn't work out when I was, dri- when I was driving home why I had a really sore neck. And then I remembered that I had put a lot of metal chains around my neck and all the way it was just directly going onto my neck so I'm turning in a very weird way that's why I'm on a swivel chair because it does the work for me but um yeah I'm moving kind of weird so if you're watching the podcast going why is he moving like a pensioner that is why please enjoy episode two of tea with me with the brilliant Sam Halliday from Two Door Cinema Club Sam Halliday my first guest on tea with me whoa hi Big moment. Now, what I like to do is when guests—I say what I like to do when guests come on—but as I've just admitted, you're my first guest. But this is the new tradition: when people come on, I'm going to ask you to bring your own cup, and you've brought your own cup. I can see the back of the cup, but I can't see the front of it. You've sort of hinted that there might be a bit of a surprise on it. Might be <laughs> it might be special to you in some way. So I think you're going to be massively underwhelmed. Well, that's the theme of the podcast. <laughs> Massive <laughs> underwhelming. Really, I, I think the first flaw is calling it a cup. I'm more of a mug man. Well, I talked about this last week. Um, so it just says you rock. It does. It says you rock. It's punctuated. Uh, it's pretty plain. So, full disclosure, massively underwhelmed. <laughs> yeah. You brought it in like a separate bag this morning when <laughs> we met up. Reveal. Yeah, I genuinely, I thought you had something customised just to come on here, but... <laughs> but uh, yeah. You've just, uh, you've just got your rock. Yeah, it's not even my mug. It's, it's uh, Dwayne Johnson's. <laughs> yeah. No, it's my wife's, I think. Um, but oh, wow. I just always go for it because it's the biggest one in the cupboard. Well, that's why you can dismiss those big Sports Direct mugs as like a novelty mug. You know, the big massive ones. Uh-huh. But if, if you're sick oh, yeah. and you want a big cup of tea and you don't want to get up, like sometimes I'll have a cup of tea and then I'll have another cup of tea. Yeah. But with that, you're having about four cups in one. Well, that's it. And uh, when have you ever not finished a cup of tea? Maybe four. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, when, we, when we lost a relative, you know. Yeah, and the, the reason I like a mug over a cup is sometimes a cup can be a bit thin. Nothing worse than a th- thin rim. <laughs> lip burn. Chris, are you banking the house? <laughs> the lip burn on a cup of tea. So you, you don't like it, so I just uh, clap. So what I want on this podcast ideally is a lot of like exclusives I want <laughs> this is this is first technical difficulties there sorry Sam you, what I was what I was saying is I want 
clippable content that won't clickbait. Okay. And you've just admitted that you favour a thin rim. Or no, no, no. You, oh, sorry, you hate a I thin hate rim. a thin rim. Nothing worse than you're looking forward to this cup of tea. You go in for the first sip. Lip burn straight away. Right. Yes. Lip burn on the rim. So a good, a good <laughs> thick rim. Name your wrap on. <laughs> yeah, good mug. Good heavy mug. All about the volume. How many cups of tea do you drink a day? Uh, probably only two, but they're they're big mugs. So you're you... talking cups. It's probably about five. <laughs> <laughs> you are in the band Two Door Cinema Club, and I'm saying that like you don't know that, but I I, I <laughs> assume you're aware. Yeah. That that is the band you're Sometimes in. Sometimes I forget. Is yeah. there an element of tea in the band when you guys travel when you're in the studio? Is there is there tea? scattered around I have to say it's become more of a coffee game oh uh, yeah we travel with the Aero Press and all that sort of stuff you know for making the sort of pour they're your support band of... aren't they <laughs> <laughs> right so, you, so uh, you've got coffee facilities yeah coffee the... facilities yeah I'm ashamed to say it's all turned that way um, whoa and, uh, well I only started drinking coffee like Nine months ago? Yeah, well, no, it's good, right? Like, you can get good coffee everywhere. I'm, I'm drinking maybe two cups. Maybe I'm on two cups of coffee a day and tea, I'm anything between six and 12. Whoa. I know. That's I know. outrageous. I know. I keep the coffee to one in the morning, mostly because I get a wee subscription, and I've got it now that uh, if I have one a day, that means that I can have it for the full month. You know, it only comes once a month. It's nice, and then right. you savour it. It's and the same with thing. pods. You know the wee pods? Oh, yeah, yeah. I love scrounging pods. <laughs> You'll meet a lot of people who buy the coffee makers, ah. but they they don't like the pods they got with it or whatever. I will always take those. Yes, they're just willy-nilly with the pods. But we're not here to talk about coffee. Yes, I know. We're talking about tea and, yeah. and general life. Yeah. The coronavirus, what are we going to do? Yeah, well, that's well, our next gig is supposed to be in May. In uh, China. In Wuhan? <laughs> yeah, not in Wuhan. Yeah, in Wuhan? Uh, north, north and south uh, of Wuhan. But uh, yeah, it doesn't look like that's looking good at the minute. But It's uh, it, it, it's not. Yeah. And this has just come into my head. I don't know if you've toured Australia recently. Yeah, just before all that sort of kicked off there, yeah. I saw a Facebook comment that I just remembered of someone that I vaguely know who just wrote... And by the way, this person is absolutely not in the natural disaster prevention industry but this person wrote on facebook re australia mm. underground sprinklers what just they were basically <laughs> saying this could all be prevented if they just installed some underground sprinklers <laughs> throughout australia <laughs> the whole country yeah okay wow so there you go Who that? um you and i have become friends in the last two years yeah I guess so, yeah. Two uh, years. And I think it all started with a little mutual Twitter follow. Yeah. So we met whenever you were doing some BBC stuff at the Irish Open, I think. Yes. Yeah, you and Kev from the band were about to go and play in the Pro-Am yeah. at the Irish Open. Yeah. And you were very nervous. It was horrendous. And I can sympathise because I'm terrible at golf. Yeah, us too. But no, no, I think you, you're both actually very good. But it's actually, but it's like the best golfers in the world were there. Yeah, I mean, anyone who could even play golf, I think, would probably be very intimidated in that scenario. Yeah. But it was nice. You give us a lift round to the driving range. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, so that was part of the video. So I would, like, interview celebrities and well-known people as I would drive them in a wee buggy. And then it was all filmed. But loads of people didn't know that it was being filmed, despite the 12 GoPros on the card. Like, uh, there's a couple of people I drove around who said to me after, like, I was real, like, it was Mark Simpson, who's like a political correspondent, BBC, and we had a real good laugh on the way around, I was like, this is gold, and then he was like, I, I, I don't know if I liked you, you know, I thought, he, it was obviously being filmed, so I was just trying to make him laugh and stuff, yeah. but he thought that I was generally just driving people to the, to the tea. And um, and I had to say like no that was all that was all being filmed. Mm. He thought it was just very intense. One of these people who's always trying to make somebody laugh. Yeah, but it wasn't. Which you're you're not. I can attest to. What? <laughs> um, I went to see Tudor in the Telegraph Building, which yeah. I was going to say is the first time I saw you guys live, but it's not. Oh, Ward Park was the first time I saw. Oh you guys yeah, live. yeah, yeah. Um, the it's Telegraph cool. show was unreal. It's really good. Yeah. Good but fun, good venue. Do, do you feel that 
people in Northern Ireland almost don't know the Two Door are a Northern Ireland band? Yeah, I think so. I think that we've sort of, up until that show in the Telegraph building, we've always had a bit of a tough time playing gigs here. I, th- I think there's always a bit of hype around your home home show and it gets built up a lot. And uh, I don't know, I think that the, there's too much pressure on it almost. You know, lots of friends and family come and... I don't know, I guess there's, there's not... It felt like whenever we were starting out here, there was a, more of a sort of music scene. Um, not that there's not that now, but um, I don't know. I guess just there's a lot else going on now. People don't really go and see bands as much as they maybe used to. I, I'm, I I'm the same. I, I won't do, do a gig in Hollywood, where I'm from. Yeah. And some, some people mistake that from, like, I forget where you came from. It's the opposite. It's mm. like I would feel beyond nervous to the point where I couldn't do a good show yeah. if I was gigging here. And it's like everyone you know. Like, you obviously like to see familiar faces in the crowd, but when it's all familiar faces and people are like, what about that time you, you pissed yourself at a school disco? <laughs> tell, tell that one. Yeah. And you're like, Dad, give it a rest. Um, yeah, luckily we don't get too much haggling, I guess. At, uh, well, do, do you ever get anything shouted out? Because I imagine, like, comedy's different because there's a lot of silence in between the words. But yes, yeah. in between songs, you ever had anything very bizarre shouted? Um, uh, probably, but nothing... Nothing springs to mind. It's usually pretty positive, I guess. I used to get drum solo a lot back in the day when we didn't have a drummer. Right. Which was obviously hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, now, now that we're a proper band, we don't get as much of that. You said that we used to do a gig in Brazil or somewhere in South America and Ronaldo was there. Oh, yeah. You just spotted him in the crowd. Yeah, we were doing a festival in uh, Sao Paulo and uh, Kev, we, we sometimes sort of, he would be on the opposite stage to me. We would sort of walk over to each other and have a little sort of mime to each other yeah, what, do you, what do you call that when people in bands do that like when <laughs> when like the lead singer and like you know the guitar player they give each other a wee nod and they get like face yeah, to face yeah. and is that like do you do that at the same time in every show we practice that one or yeah. sometimes do you just feel it <laughs> yeah there are definitely moments where it, it works and uh, <laughs> you know but most of the time it's like you're trying to communicate something like have you seen that person over there or Oh, so you go do that and play like face to face just so you can be like have a wee yarn about the crowd, yeah. Yeah. What time's the bus picking us up after the show? <laughs> yeah. You're doing admin basically, and yeah, that. pretty much, yeah. So Kev tries to mouth something, and of course, like it's usually stuff that you can sort of, you know, understand what somebody would be trying to say to you in that scenario. Yeah. And the fact that he's trying to say like. Ronaldo was over there. And you're like, no, I'm not getting that. The Brazilian Ronaldo. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, it didn't kind of get it. And then he, he, I saw him... Uh, so, like, have you ever been at a, at a big festival where they have that walkway up the middle where it's all, like, barriered off? Yes. Up to the sound desk? Yes. So he comes walking down there, and I finally spot him and just totally lose my mind. Can't stop smiling. Just... Yeah. Yeah, one does, of those moments. Does he clock you looking at him? I don't think so, no. He's sort of head down at this point, just wants to get out of there. He's had enough. <laughs> right. So did he... Do you think he wanted to be at the festival, um, or...? Yeah, I think so. Why not? He's Ronaldo. He can go to those sort of things and have the time of his life, I'm sure. The closest I've ever had to that, like, it's not a similar level, but I remember the celebrity chef, Paul Rankin. Oh, yeah? Came doing up a mic gig in the pavilion I did on the Ormore Road, and uh, he he wore, he was wearing, like, a leather jacket, and I don't even know, like, who he was with. I think he might have been by himself, and he was in the smoking area after, and I, I walk out that way, and I was walking out, and this is, like, ten years ago. And Paul Rankin said, I know why this has stuck with me for life. <laughs> but he goes, hey man, good set. And he took a puff of a cigarette in his black leather jacket. He goes, I like comedy. I like the dark shit. <laughs> Did you feel the need then to have a cigarette with him? Yeah, I don't smoke, but I was like, Paul, give me a cigarette. And by the way, I love your wheat and bread. I love your breads. Yeah. Fair play. I mean, that's that's the closest thing I've had to a celebrity at my show, I think. I think it put me off. You know what I mean? Like, you just look out and see, like, a celebrity. Yeah. You're like, why are they here? Oh, like, yeah. I've doing a gig. And, oh, there, why is Ainsley Harriet there in a pair of shorts? You know? Yeah. Not that that's happened, but I would like it. I yeah. would definitely like it if that happened. Oh, yeah. Definitely the pressure goes along with it. We had uh, the drummer from Metallica at a gig once. Oh. Because his son was a fan. It's always the thing. It's never the actual person is a fan. It's I like, get that all the time. Me, my wife loves you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Tell her I said hello. Yeah, well, do I think you're shy. Okay, didn't need <laughs> yeah. that. Didn't yeah. need to know that. Always that. It's always, oh, my girlfriend or my sister or my little brother or something. It's like, <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, you think we're shit. We get it. Yeah. Um, so he was at a gig and just, I, 
there's there was one song we played back then that I start the intro for, and we had to restart the song three times. It was uh, horrendous. Uh, oh. I just wanted the ground to follow me up. And it, not like in a Kanye West way, where he just demands it restarts. You mean just technical no. issues? It was just like I've just got the counting wrong. Oh. I'm now just like dying inside, and this can't go quick enough. Yeah. Right. Horrendous. Still have nightmares about it, obviously. So have you um, have you had any other like you've been played at a festival and like clocked anyone at the side of the stage like any other musicians that are just watching? Uh, musicians, yeah, uh, uh, probably. I can't really think right now. Uh, I don't know. Do you get like proper in the zone during a gig? Because like at that Telegraph show, you look like well into it. I think I'm I'm quite an advocate for fake it until you make it. Sometimes, most of the time, yes, but there are sometimes where I'm like just tired or whatever and you're just like oh don't want to be here do you, do you, <laughs> you ever just, have this you thing you just smile and think you know everyone's here to have a good time and then you start I, I think once you sort of force yourself into it a bit you can be very natural about it and it just takes over then you, do you, well sometimes I have this thing if I can't like get into a gig yeah, I feel like sometimes I'm watching myself yeah doing the gig I don't know if you ever had that but I feel like I'm out of my own body yes watching myself I'm standing at the side of the stage with Paul Rankin having a cigarette you know, that's sometimes yeah. the way I feel. Did I ever tell... I, I was offered a lift a lift with you guys once. A lift? In the very early days of Tudor. Did I ever tell you this? A lift where? Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I was doing Across the Line on Radio Ulster. Uh-huh. And you were doing like a set. And I needed a lift home. I was reviewing gigs back then. Just right, so I could okay. go get to see gigs. And um, you, you being like from Bangor... Passing through Hollywood. <laughs> yep. Rigsy at the time was like, how are you getting home after this? And I said, I'll probably just get a bus or something. He goes, yeah. Tudor can give you a lift. They live in Bangor. <laughs> and I never took the lift because I was like, you probably just don't want to get, you know, ah. I was like, nah, I don't, don't want to give you a lift. That you, was you, probably back in the Renault McGann days. Kev's well, mom's car. Yeah. if I had known it was a McGann, yeah. <laughs> I'd have been there. So what was the start of, I actually don't know this story. I've never talked to you about this, mm. but how did the band start? Because what I heard, which might be totally true, was did you guys start, did you guys go to the same church? No, we all went just to high school together. And uh, just, yeah, starting a band was like something to do. So we didn't all love, like, Alex never really played sports and Kev played rugby and I played hockey. So it wasn't like we were doing that as, like, friends. I so, played hockey too. Yeah, Why? what a waste of Why years. Yeah, it was I know. a terrible game. Um... But uh, yeah, so we just that was our like fun thing to do on a Saturday, I guess, or after school. And oh, what what age like? Uh, like fifteen probably, and then we formed two door when we were like seventeen. So yeah, we've kind of been doing it in some form since then. So it's did the hits come years. pretty quick? Because it seemed like when when the first album came out, you guys were or sorry when uh, Tourist came out, you guys were really really young at that point. Because I remember being. Because we're the same age, kind of. Yeah. And I remember being really young and yeah. listening to those songs. Like, they... First, and I think the in-between... I always remember the music being in the in-betweeners. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool now. Like, you watch that show back as, like, a bit of, like, cultural sort of, you know, pop sort of stuff. Yeah, because every... Pop culture, what's the word? <laughs> pop culture. Um, which is awesome to be part of. Um, but, yeah, like, most of those songs from that first album were songs we were playing in Belfast when we were, like, 17, 18. Um... Yeah, which is kind of the luxury of your first album, I suppose. Was there a moment where all those songs started being used for stuff? Like, one of the songs used in FIFA? Is what you know used in FIFA? Um, I don't know. I think maybe the first one was I Can Talk. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that was obviously really cool because we grew up playing that. Um, and you get super excited about it. But yeah, it's that. And then like with stuff like The Inbetweeners and all, you kind of don't know about it almost till it happens. Because the BBC have some sort of like blanket royalty agreement. So right. it's not like... You know, we've had like stuff in like Grey's Anatomy before and you sort of get bit of a shout about that beforehand you know and they're right. like but sometimes you can be watching the thing and go oh there's us yeah yeah for, same with all those like tv sort of adverts for shows coming on like the only way is essex or whatever it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of stuff that's not what definitely was called is it? no <laughs> <laughs> what what's what's a moment where it goes from like being in a band playing on saturday playing on saturdays doing some local gigs maybe to like international band um yeah, I don't know. I feel like it just all happens so slowly and gradually. Like, I remember our first show probably outside of... I think our first show outside of Northern Ireland was in Paris. Just because, like, our record label was based there. And we went and did... We drove just, like, all night from here, like, and did a club night there. Um, 
And yeah, we sort of did like a few other club nights around Europe and stuff. And then I remember we got our first festival offer. It was like something outside of the UK, which was in like Latvia. And so just all these weird little things that you do. Yeah. I guess we've been lucky that we were able to go when we were super young and like just, you know, it didn't cost very much for us to go and do that sort of thing at that time. Um, and put the groundwork in early doors and uh, yeah, just sort of always grown from there. What's it like when people start to know the songs? Like when you go to somewhere like Latvia and you know, you get like a couple of seconds into a song and you see people know it. Does that creep up on you? Like, is there a moment where you go, people start to notice this? Or oh, is there yeah, a couple of gigs you did where it just was like, instant um no it's little by little for sure like at the start it's always like maybe one in three people there know who you are you know because they've just like brought their mates yeah yeah it's a relative of somebody or i think yeah that was the weird thing whenever we first started doing gigs and it wasn't like you didn't know anybody in the crowd because like whenever we did our first tour of the uk all our mates were at uni and so it was all like our our mates and their uni friends sort of stuff yeah. so the first few gigs you do you're like I genuinely know nobody here this is kind of weird like it's all just people who have discovered the band not because they're like there as a favour almost <laughs> it's on, it's unreal when the mates that are dragged along say to you after the show yeah I kind of like that yeah, you know terrible. that's like like for me it's like when you know I do a gig say in London and there's someone from London there and he's <laughs> like my girlfriend likes you I, I laughed at one point I that that's the best thing. Yeah, that's it. When you when you convert someone who 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 was who was dragged along. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. And then, well, after that, well during that first album, was it when those songs were coming out? Is that when everything changed, or was it like? Because you know the way some people will release a song and it kind of goes out in the charts, and then mm. maybe their music used in something, so people find out about it then. What what was the moment where you were like this is this is work where maybe you thought I'm always going to be doing this? Um, I think I probably naively thought that probably since I was about seventeen. Right. But th- yeah, I, whenever we first released that album, uh, it didn't really do very much, and we were almost going to go in and record the second one like pretty soon after. Um, but yeah, it was like maybe eight months after it came out, we finally got a song on the Radio One playlist. I think that's whenever it sort of all started to happen more yeah. so and we sort of almost started the campaign all over again at that point um, but yeah like we released our first single probably like three times oh like, wow we did all that yeah um, what did it What did it get to the first time you put it in the charts oh it, it, I don't know I don't even know I don't think we've ever really charted in like singles charts anyway right um, I also have no clue about this sort of stuff so yeah you just <laughs> never took an interest in never took an, I took an interest whenever it started to actually chart and like the album charts and stuff um, that was obviously pretty cool um, but we only ever got to number two in the album charts that was with the second album so um, yeah because I guess that used to be such a thing of like your your position on the charts was the number one thing yeah 100% that's all it was about yeah whereas now for, for us it's always just been about who comes to the shows because like ever since we started releasing music was like the decline of people buying music. So their first album, it was like you were worrying about people leaking it online and downloading yeah, yeah. it on BitTorrent. Right, yeah. Um, which seems <laughs> bizarre now. Yeah. <laughs> How things change quickly. Um, so now it's cool. Like there's no risk of that really happening, you think. And it's all about Spotify and well, look at legit streams, which is cool. Jerry Cinnamon, who... Do you know who that is? <laughs> no. no. Sounds like someone you've just made up. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like that. But he is I know guy. loads about music. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I, anytime we talk about music, I'm like, you've heard about this person? And like, I forget that you don't know every single artist in music just because you're a musician. Yeah. But no, I'm not making up Jerry Cinnamon. <laughs> he does he sound made up, especially when I'm like, he's just this Scottish guy who wears a weird hat. Yeah. Um, I think he is. Am I making Jerry Cinnamon up? No. He, he is real. Um, but he's, he's this Scottish guy and he just plays with an acoustic guitar and he doesn't really get radio play. He doesn't have a record label. I think he puts everything on himself. But, I mean, he sells out the Odyssey, Custom House Square. Wow. And he's just done it. He's just going to be doing a sell in Hamden Park. That's like 70,000 people or whatever. And he is massive and purpose. I think he maybe plays up to the whole unsigned, don't mm. care about charts thing a bit. But yeah, that's just guy just putting stuff out himself. I mean, it's a bit. It's like stand up in a way. Like people are, like TV has been around for so long, but now people like myself are just doing things themselves. Oh, yeah. You know, you can you can make something, put it out, 
do it whatever way you want and it's your it's your thing that's it I think there's this myth in sort of the media industry isn't there where you're like waiting for somebody to come along and just be like I'm going to take you to the top you know, yeah. you've made it now yeah. a gold uh, envelope you know yeah, it doesn't happen yes yeah, all little by little with most things yeah and whenever you guys do shows here do you notice like people go up you know the way I always feel like artists say oh the crowds and the crowds in Northern Ireland are totally you know totally different everywhere else but maybe that just gets said everywhere but is there a unique thing about crowds here or do you feel like different energy when you play here or does it just feel like another another good show kind of? it's like how do you say these things without just uh, really pissing a lot of people off well no I mean <laughs> <laughs> the I best think, crowd I think if, the, if, if you say like Belfast crowds are just the same as all other crowds I think we take that yeah I think like, it's, thank god because we think we're mental yeah I don't think it's as broken down as you know it's different from Belfast to say I don't know somewhere else in the UK or Ireland I think yeah, pretty similar. People sometimes get a bit rowdy, sometimes people a bit chilled at the back. Sort of how it goes, you know. Have you done, like, because Bangor is your hometown, like, people always say to me, like, Belfast is my hometown gig, and I guess it is in a way. Yeah. Because you can't really do, like, a big show in Hollywood. But have you done a big show in, like, Bangor anywhere, just your own show? Because um, I feel like that would, that would be so great. No, don't think like so. Like a it's summertime thing? Yeah, it'd be fun. I don't know. It's sort of one of those things... You try and do something big and then nobody comes. Like, there's no, always that fear. I think if you if you guys put on a, the likes of a, a ward park or somewhere outdoor during the summer, because when I watch your festival stuff, like festival coverage, if you do Glastonbury or whatever, all you have to do is start. There's about eight songs that you just start and the crowd are like, ah, oh, this is it. And every, everybody knows it. And mm. that seems to be the same, like, everywhere you go. Like, if, if you do, like, Coachella or anywhere like that and I see like festival highlights because I am like a sh- it's like weird to talk about because we're friends but I'm like a huge fan of the band and was like before yeah before we met like you being at that gig that you came to in London was a wee bit like weird for me you know it's one of those things where like, oh god don't don't, <laughs> make, don't mess this up but like I don't know I just think like a, a big show here yeah I mean something that I think we'd all love to do and go well <laughs> I think there's, there's yeah, yeah, fear yeah. elements there a bit yeah. Um, yeah I don't know I feel like Snow Patrol have a monopoly on the big war park gig so yeah we're happy just to go and make, to let them take all the the risks and we'll just come in and play yeah, for yeah. half an hour and uh, have a few beers yeah. um, I want to ask you about away from away from music like I, I, my th- thought would have been that being a musician being in the band that's a hundred percent of your life, kind of like that mm. takes up all day, every day, all your hours. But it's not really like that, is it? Like away from touring yeah. and recording. Well, that's it. I think that can be the dangerous thing for a lot of people is that it becomes your like sole identity. You know, it's like, oh, I am a guy in a band, and then as soon as you stop being yeah. a guy in a band for a few months, you like don't know what to do with your life, and yeah. it's really hard. Um, you seem to cook a lot of pizzas. Yeah, not to make light of that, but. Uh, I think it's important to have stuff outside of it for sure and to remember your own like individual passions and hobbies and things. So yeah, like when I come home, I, I feel like I lead quite a boring life where I am a stay-at-home husband almost now and uh, do enjoy a lot of cooking and uh, exercising and yeah, doing all the chores. Uh, chores get... are fun. Well. Like, <laughs> like they can't... Like, Putting stuff on a washing line is something like I'm pretty new to, yeah. and I'll do it maybe three times a year, but I enjoy <laughs> it. <a> treat. <laughs> yeah, it is a treat. Yeah. When you see like a neighbour as well, who's oh. also putting clothes, and you're ah, you're also putting clothes out. It's fun. How do you fit the neighbour interaction? Or you have to say the like cliche lines, isn't it? Yeah. Well, one thing you can always do is a sweeping statement about the weather, a wave at the same time, and then keep walking. Because that covers all bases. Yeah. Say something general about the weather. You know, like it was like us every day. But <laughs> you wouldn't go to Spain and then you wave, keep your head down and just continue to walk. And they'll say something back, just don't acknowledge it. You, <laughs> yeah. go, you go, that's enough. <laughs> That'll do there. Yeah, yeah. Let's not get carried away. So Yeah, just a lot of boring stuff. Um, catch up with people, exercise, play a bit of football. Uh, yeah, try and do a bit of music, keep on top of that. Remember how to play the guitar and keep the fingers, you know, work ready. I think it's funny how you and I are so into football. I know, we're like, like, like it's a professional game. Yeah, like, if our texts are kind of what you would imagine, like, <laughs> like 
like Steve and Jared and Frank Lampard would text each other it's like big game on Saturday mate like oh yeah yeah you're hoping to get into those playoff spots and, and stuff everyone, and like everyone else turns you, up like if you saw the standard we'd <laughs> be like this, this doesn't justify any communication know, everyone else turns up hungover on a Saturday morning we've like spent all week trying to condition like yeah. perfectly beforehand <laughs> <laughs> and we're still terrible Sorry about that, we're taking a really, really short break and then we'll be back with Tudor Cinema Club, Sam Halliday. But before we do that, Tea With Me has a sponsor and the sponsor is The Limelight Belfast, the most famous venue for live music and club nights in the country. Coming up, Sigala, Example, Gabrielle Applin, Magnum Inhaler, JC Stewart, plus many more with a student-friendly club night five nights a week. See limelight.com and Limelight Belfast on Facebook for full listings and info. Cheers, guys. If you're interested in sponsoring tea with me, maybe you're a tea company and you want to sponsor our bags, then you can do that. If you want to send us mugs, we will gladly take it. Or if you're any other company or business that'd be interested in sponsoring tea with me, just give me a shout. I want to be elusive. I could give an email, but you know where to find me. Okay, online. Don't physically come and find me. Don't jump out of a bin. Or I made want to sponsor your podcast, you know. I run a bouncy castle company. Get out of my bin. Speak to me on social media. We'll do something. Okay? Let's get back to the podcast with Sam Halliday. I've got loads of questions whenever I um, put out that you were coming. You, I don't think you were buzzing with the photo I used for a, for the <laughs> just, Instagram story that you were coming on. Yeah. Well, just, it's, yeah, not from the, not from, uh, the best time, probably, for pictures. It was, I think, back in 2012, potentially, that picture was from... Um, yeah, just not not uh, you've <laughs> you've <thrown> in some uh, <laughs> help or something. There. <laughs> no, I'm getting the questions. <laughs> okay, so I've got I've got a big list of of questions. Where do we start? I think we start with Kev. Oh great, Kev Baird from the band. This is obviously going to be a stitch up. Who says? Ask him about the time he became a personal photographer in Ibiza. Oh my gosh, oh I feel like it's one of those things you have to be there. It was so cringe. We were doing uh, Ibiza Rocks and you stay at this like really nice hotel called, I want to say Pikes or something. It's like it was used in like a Wham music video back in the day. Club uh, Tropicana? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, great. It's there, so it's really cool. And uh, it's like a very uh, weird old guy that owns it, very um, you know, character. You don't have to pay too much for drinks either. <laughs> yeah. I'm drinks are free. Yeah, a few people missed their flights the next day, let's mm-hmm. say that. And uh, so we were hanging out at the pool in this place during the day, and these two guys start start chatting to me, and uh, very friendly, and he's like, oh, do you mind if we just go over here and get a get a picture? Would that be all right? And I was thinking, oh, yeah, no worries, you know, used to this by now. Yeah. And uh, we get over there, and it turns out that he's seen, he, he, he's like, oh, can you bring your camera? We don't have one. I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. And it was back in the day whenever I used to bring like a an actual camera on. Digital camera. Digital camera. Yes. Yep. Uh so yeah, I bring the camera thinking, oh pff, bit weird, but yeah, sure, I can email it to you or something. <laughs> and it turns out that it's some guy who is here interviewing the owner and he wants me to actually take like a photo of them. <laughs> so I end up having to coordinate a photo shoot. And I'm like not a photographer, but it just might look like I am because yeah. I have this big camera yeah. with me. And so I then have to take all these pictures. The guy has no idea who I am. Doesn't like care yes. that I'm in a band or anything, yeah. which, you know, fair play. But uh, so I just have to stand and do this whole photo shoot. And uh, then I have to go back it's to my room. Shoot. It's not just a no, picture. No, no, it's a shoot. Yeah, yeah. No, it has to be approved. No, he comes back to my room with me. <laughs> I have to get my laptop out, put the memory card in, and he goes through the, all the pictures with me and is like, oh, yeah, that one looks great. Cheers, mate. Thanks. And he gets me to, like, email it through to him and all, like, as if I'm doing, like, a job for him now. It's just horrendous because we're all thinking that he's a fan of the band and, I, you know, I'm going, so... Yeah, that, I mean, I mean that's not a million miles away from when we met this morning in the cafe. For <laughs> my neck, so I can't turn around. And Michael, who's filming this, was like, "Oh, there's just somebody taking a photo of you at the window." I, I turned around and waved like the queen, and uh, and then that person came in and basically said like, "Oh, that wasn't you that I was taking the photo of," and uh, and yeah, I I, I But I believe that like any time I've ever 
really been out with you for a coffee or something, there's always someone comes up and asks for a picture with it's you. Usually a nervous seventeen year old boy. <laughs> He's sweating a bit, you yeah, know. Yeah, but you must you must get it a lot around here. Um not loads in Hollywood because I feel like I know most people. Yes, yeah. You know what I mean? But like maybe in, in Belfast. Yeah, Tesco's Newton Breda, hot spot for me. Oh yeah, all the time. That's why I go there, even when I don't need <laughs> stuff. But uh, but yeah, for some reason, people always there. Uh, this from Giles Strutt, who says, "Big fan of you guys as a fellow past pupil of Bangor Grammar. It's great to see you guys do so well on the global stage." Right, there's another example of that because I thought he was talking about me and you. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan of you guys, <laughs> a fellow past pupil of Bangor Grammar. Good to see you guys do so well. Um, my question is. Who's the most unexpected celebrity person you bumped into at a party or event? Cheers. So similar to the Ronaldo thing, but maybe like at a at an event or a or a party, maybe like a record label party. Have you ever bumped into anyone that uh, was a bit out of the ordinary? Uh, I, I just also have a shocking memory for this sort of stuff. Uh, I feel like I'm gonna give like a really rubbish answer. Paul Rankin. Never <laughs> Paul Rankin. We've met loads of people. Like I'm trying to think who like a weird one would be. Uh, we met Joey Barton once at Glastonbury. Exactly what yeah, I was looking that's for. A bit there. Off, that's nation. That's not. For me. That's not like a Chris Martin. You're not expecting that one. Yeah. Joey Barton. This was back whenever he was trying to rebrand himself. I think as like a forward thinking Joseph Barton. I think it was just yeah. pre Joseph. Yeah. Uh, but he was there because Morrissey was playing, and he's uh, he's renowned as being a big Smiths fan. Yes. So uh, yeah, he ended up coming to one of our gigs, and after that, and. Uh, did he put a cigarette out in your face? <laughs> Luckily not, no. Because he does that. He did text me though and ask if there was somewhere where there was free beers. It's like... Joey Barton texted you? Yeah. And asked you if there was someone you... Did he have... Did you exchange numbers at the gig? Uh, we did. Or like social uh, media so things? Yeah, I think it was a Glastonbury or something. This is also like pre-me getting back into football massively. Just totally wiping, washing my hands of it. So you're thinking if so I my get friends a with of me and he's thinking, oh, he's like, oh, there's that guy... Premier League footballer, I'm thinking, oh wow, class. Obviously, used to love football. Yeah. Getting back into it a bit. Right. Sitting class. That sort of didn't really realise. It sort of kept in touch with the Man United team, not so much the full Premier League when we're sort of Get you. globetrotting. Yeah. Just totally washing my hands of the fact that I've got his number. Uh, but uh, he was very friendly. I mean, uh, you know. I mean. It was grand. And uh, Do you still have his number? Uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Sam. Joint. It would be really fun if you did. If you have it, just send him a text right now. <laughs> I'm definitely not. And say, that. and say, Joseph, what's good? Yeah, Question what's mark. Oh uh, no! But no. Yeah, I was just thinking, <laughs> no, like <laughs> you, you must earn so much money. But oh, you're wow. asking about a free bar. Yeah, any beers? Yeah, <laughs> he's like a seventeen-year-old at a at a house party. Yeah, well, so I really like. Can your dad so. get us drink? Yeah, it was great. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, but you know, people people change maybe. So Connor Scott, I think he's I think he's still putting cigarettes out in people's face. <laughs> Connor Scott says music nerd alert. Uh, Connor Scott is Uh-oh. a singer songwriter from Belfast. He's oh, right. he's great. He has very lovely long ginger hair. Great. He says would be cool to hear his thoughts on the realities of touring and the evolution of it as the band got bigger and more successful. Also, favorite pedal. Oh. I don't understand that. I presume he makes he means brake clutch throttle. Yeah, no, I think it's gear chat. Right. Hashtag. Yeah. The loop, loop would probably be my favourite one. Yeah, 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 yeah. loop would yeah. be my, probably my favourite one. Yeah, it's a good one. Or uh, y- Yamaha. Yamaha. Um, you what? So the realities so, yeah. of touring. Touring. Uh, so I think p- you look back on the early days as sort of the glory days. Do you know where it was a lot better in our heads than I think the reality was. You Lots sleep of, anywhere. You sleep anywhere. You're upright in a van all day. You know. I remember we did our first tour of America, and you're just so excited to be doing it. We were supporting band called Phoenix out there who were on a that was just whenever they hit it big there they're on like a big tour bus and obviously America the cities are a bit further apart than they are here so we're driving around in a van trying to catch up with a sleeper bus so you're you're going like two hours in the evening sleeping on a like Motel 6 or one of those like sort of things with bed bugs and uh, yep. that's sort of like you're checking out at 5am to get back on the road driving like eight hours along a motorway or highway sorry and uh you know you're eating terrible like service station food which is not like waitrose and Marks and spencers yes. like it is now it's yeah. just like proper truck stop sort of garbage um hence the the picture you put up uh 2012 <laughs> uh 
so yeah, I think it was really fun because it's like the first time. Lots of firsts, and like everything's always really fun when you're doing it for the first time. Um, but yeah, I think if I had to do it now, it would be a different story. I think I'm aware that we're very privileged to travel in nice tour buses and have like actual, Cows. yeah, like good employees who uh, are good at their jobs and uh, means we don't have to do lots of stuff during the day, which is great. Do you ever get we warm? cloths that you open up and there's like lemon and you put it on your face <laughs> just in life or just yeah just when you're touring uh, no <laughs> they're always class yeah don't really do them on planes anymore oh like on a it plane a lovely touch yes sorry yeah you scald them hot round, rag yeah come around with the tongs face yeah. cloth oh yes um, doesn't really happen as much anymore why is that well, like terrorism it does it bastards does. it does happen um, a bit yeah not I'm not really anymore. fond of it I'm always boiling when I first get on a plane and there's like the thought of having to touch my face with a hot well, thing. Well, they don't give it to you straight away. The idea is it's just before you land, freshen you up with you. I oh. Mean, I'll, can I be honest? Yeah. I use it just for my hands. I don't even put it on my face but I act like I did. Yeah, and well, she I, comes think back around, I think it's I go, for the hands more I tap so. my face. Oh, right. I was using it on my face for years. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think it's sort of pre-meal. You know, wash your hands almost. Ideally, it'd be post meal for me. <laughs> yes. If I've eaten a meal, I want to clean my face. You want the wet wipe and the wee packet, the yeah. sachet. I, I get it. I don't think I'll grow out of this. I get a dirty face when I eat a meal. <laughs> I always get stuff in my teeth. I get something in the corner of my mouth. Yeah. But, you know, it makes a super. Well, a well. toothpick, that's another rare find now. They don't work for me. Oh, they don't? No. <laughs> no not big enough gaps? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Matthew Mernon, my teeth are all very close. <laughs> Matthew Mernon says, has Sam had any great moments from home whilst abroad, like my Dubai mosque story? Very quick version of that yeah. is I went to the mosque in Abu Dhabi uh-huh. and uh, I was wearing the wrong clothes. I was wearing a, a boob tube and a skirt so they wouldn't. <laughs> Those guys don't love it. And um, and I, essentially they made me buy like a full Muslim uh, yep. sh- Sikh robe right. to walk around and headdress and stuff. So uh, yeah, have you any like funny road stories or find yourself in a situation it was maybe funny to others but not to you at the time ah gosh um I feel like we've definitely been in awkward sort of versions of that where like you're in Japan in like a temple or something and you're not really knowing what to do or we've done it like in Mexico like you don't a, know the customs a Mayan took us through a pyramid and did like a little ritual and you sort of you know you just feel very Irish and yeah, like you just want to snigger and <laughs> you don't yes. know what to do. Yes. Feel very uncomfortable. Whereas, like, we're with some Americans and they're all very, you know, feeling it and at one with the spirit animal and all that sort the of stuff. The third eye and all that yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're a bit too cynical, aren't we? Uh, can't enjoy ourselves. Nathan Burke says, Where's your favourite place to go on holiday? Ah. Uh. And what is your favourite brand of tea? I'll allow the second question because it is tea related. Mm. But yeah, what's your favourite holiday destination? Holiday destination? Um, I went to the Maldives in my honeymoon and I don't know if I could claim that as my favourite holiday destination because it would sound as if I go there all the time. I think it has, that sounds like it has to be an achievable sort of place that you go. And one place you don't want the, the warm hand towel? Yeah. Because you don't want to warm your face, get off the plane in the Maldives. And just, yeah. You're going to melt. You want an iced tile there, yeah. ideally. Yes. Like a little fridge tile from the gym. Oh, oh perfect. Big fan of those. Perfect. Uh, your favourite brand of tea? Um, I would say it's the one that they give you, actually. Uh, what's that deli in Belfast? Uh, Central. <laughs> uh, Nambari, Punjana. Tetley, no, it's, it's. I want to say it's like a Nigerian tea, uh, Roberts, which doesn't, <laughs> sound, doesn't sound Nigerian. <laughs> I think Roberts. <laughs> Ro- Roberts, a guy from Newton Abbey, he's not from Nigeria. <laughs> Do you think Nigeria is just outside Belfast? It's the, it's the blend. I don't know, a Nigerian blend. Well, um, fuck Robert. He's way in Nigeria to get more tea. Yeah. Uh, Roberts, I want to say that's the name of the brand. Um, I love that, but I don't have it in my house. It's a, oh. it's a real treat when I'm out. But um, at, at the house, I have a Yorkshire Gold. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I'm a Tetley man, but I'll look at other options. Mm, yeah. I know I actually bought a new bag recently to try it out, because I thought, why not? This I... is exactly the chat I want here. Uh, I think it was is Thompson's, is that a tea brand? Yes, it is. Yes, uh, I got is. one of those to try because it sounded local and uh, it had one of those great taste stickers on it. Yeah. 
and you're all about supporting local. Well, so you're, you're, yeah, you're forced <laughs> to try to be, aren't you? It's like it's expected. Yeah. Let's pause there for one second. I need to pee. So about that, I had to take a break to go to the little boys room, and I feel like I displayed good etiquette because there's no music on or anything here, and I didn't want you to hear hear me. Pee. Oh yeah. So I peed against the. What would you say? The back of the, under the porcelain, like directly under the porcelain, instead of the water. Which sometimes, I'll be honest, I just do anyway. Yeah, good to practice the aim, always. Could have a target. Yeah, my, like, honestly, my aim only got really good when I was about 25. Uh, yes, I mean, yeah. You're not. You're still never 100% sure that, No. you know, that's the risk. I, I feel like there's no shame in it. <laughs> yeah. You know, you because I don't, I don't know about you, I don't lift the toilet seat, like the... Second toilet seat. Really? Yeah. When I pee. Ah, no. Old. I'll be honest. I think it's weird. I think it's weird Whoa. if you do. You're saying you if you'll you'll lift away. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fair. Um. <laughs> William Palmer says, "Hey guys. Uh, by the way, hilarious name. William Palmer. He's literally he's called Willie Palmer. <laughs> hey guys. Firstly, got to say the Telegraph Building gig was probably the best gig I've been to. Unbelievable." Sam, do you think you could ever train Shane to be your backup guitarist, given the nature of his spindly fingers? Thanks, guys. I mean, starts off nice there, and then just becomes a personal attack yeah. on my alien ET-like fingers. I, I, can I answer this one? Sure. You couldn't train me okay. because I took guitar lessons for about three weeks. Yeah. When I was about twenty-one, because I wanted girls to like me, and I, the only song I ever tried to learn. Wonderwall. No. Oh. When you say nothing at all. By Ronan Keating. Wow. I know you don't know music, you wouldn't know Ronan Keating, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I almost said I've seen Ronan Keating, but I haven't. I've seen one of the guys from Westlife. No, you haven't seen Ronan Keating yet. Yes. You will at some point. Yeah. You'll see, we'll make that happen, you okay. can see him. Um, never had a haircut that suited him. That's just a side observation from me. I don't mean it as a personal dig. I just feel like he, Ronan Keating has tried throughout the years a lot of different haircuts, and nothing really sits right on his head. Oh, right. But that's by the by. Um, yeah, when you say nothing at all, I I could get the first chord. Mm. It's the changing. By the time I got to the second chord, the song was over. Yeah, I couldn't move quickly between them, mm. and I hated it. Yeah, and I remember when I got a guitar, going down to my auntie's house, and my cousins were there, and I was like, "Do you just want to hear a song on guitar?" And they went, <laughs> "Yeah," because no one in my family's ever played guitar. And I said, "This is really like Golden Touch," and I didn't know any of the chords how to play guitar. <laughs> totally winged it because I would like sing the song and then every once in a while I'd bring oh. you know do one of those and it just I don't think it's has got nowhere to play all. that chord yeah because I love my confidence of like I don't know any chords how to play guitar I can probably wing this you know <laughs> but yeah it wasn't good do you it's, think you could how long so someone like me mm. I don't know if this is true but they say the older you get the harder it becomes to learn like a new thing like play guitar well yeah that's what I was going to say I feel like anything now that I try and learn it's like if I'm not instantly good at it I have no patience but probably when you're like you know eight or something and you try that you just like sit for hours and practice that chord change don't you yeah no perseverance as you get older how long Um, do you think it would take you to teach me one song on on a guitar well I think even like Wonderwall uh, I think probably be more to do with my inability to teach somebody I feel like I'm not skilled at that. Right. Um, but yeah, I think you could probably give it a go. I feel like something like Wonderwall. Yeah, you'd probably do it in a week if you wanted to. Support on tour? <laughs> Just one song. <laughs> Guys, this is really, any song, you name it, I'll sell it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got loads of questions on... What do you call that? Uh, Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> the, the new app, Twitter. Um, yeah, I, I got questions from around the world really which is not something I get often Watermelon Cats do not know if that's this person's real name says what inspires you to do music and are you a cat person or a dog person Uh, to be honest the thought of sharing my house with any animal sort of repulses me a little bit Wow. Uh, which is not a popular sitting on the fence (laughs) it's not a popular statement Uh, don't get me wrong if there's a dog around I'll pet it and you know think it's kind of cute but just, yeah, the thought of hair everywhere and uh, having to, like, spend your life, you know, worrying about something like yeah. that. Like, you've yeah. got to go home to feed a dog or you can't do something at the weekend because there's a dog there. Yep. 
I just think, no, I'd rather just live my life. But, you know, I think each to their own. Probably the most anti- each to their own, but uh, the most anti-pet reptile yeah, I've ever heard I know, in my right? life. Not popular. I don't really like cats, to be honest. Same. No real. I like one cat. Yeah. I like my wife's family cat. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah, I and think... And I like Top Cat. Top... Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, Fucking yeah. great. Top Cat was great. Yeah, it was. Um, they made a feature film, like, not they? like five years ago. Top Cat, and they made it, like... You know the way they'll do, like, big film, films in, like, Hollywood, California? Yeah. They did this one in Mexico, and hey, you can tell. <laughs> Hollywood, California, just in case. <laughs> one case, they mean Hollywood. Sorry, everyone here. from Hollywood has to say. <laughs> um, what inspires... What inspires you to do music? Oh, gosh. Um... Uh, I don't know. I think uh, I like I like feeling productive, and I like the the sort of process of uh, working out like a song. And yeah, I guess it's like I just find it fun, I suppose. Uh, but that doesn't. That's not really the question, is it? No. What inspires you? Um, okay, anything. Mostly other music and feelings and stuff. I don't know. Um, I think I was always more of a boys to men sort of guy. Wow. Than, well, than than boys own, but uh, uh, Rory, Rory Grieve has a very important question. Uh, staying on the like deep theme, mm. is pee stored in the balls? <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm dismissing that as a stupid uh, question. I do not know the answer. Mm. No, it's stored in the uh, bladder. Yeah, I Dan over there behind the desk like I such a dad mind bladder to me <laughs> bladder don't be fucking stupid uh, but there you go I, I, I didn't know that I didn't know that but now I do every day is a school day Steph McSteph says um, will Tudor Cinema Club ever come back to Texas I love the show in November oh wow yeah it feels weird having a question for someone from Texas in this scenario doesn't it absolutely um, yeah I'm sure we will yeah Texas Always been good, good to us. So yeah. Did you have any ribs in Texas? Probably yeah. I'm definitely a rib man when it comes to barbecue. Same. Yeah, not wasting time with any like who goes to a barbecue restaurant and orders like smoked chicken, salmon. <laughs> can, can yeah. You can get it, yeah. but like they'll it is. you know they'll not be happy to bring you. Yeah. Jazz Jazz Bowie says, "What music styles has Two Door Cinema Club put into album five? Anything new in particular?" I count our albums five. Is album uh, five this album? False one. I don't think so. No, I think it's the next one. Oh, he's tricking you there. Um, yeah. By calling album five, he means the you know the next thing that you guys do. Yeah. So yeah, just uh, more of the same. Everything, everything, anything. I feel like we've always sort of been. Everything, everything, or a band. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. But you're not putting band. them into the next record. No, no, we're not putting them in. Um. Yeah. Whatever. We've always sort of been into all different types of music we've never really tried to be very uh, wholeheartedly indie or anything like that styles of the album definitely change album to album yeah I think the sort of pull of influence always just gets a bit bigger you know we're always looking for something a bit different and yeah well if you need anyone to freestyle a few chords yeah let me know <laughs> uh, a Tudor fan account says oh when is this Shibashi album coming out oh so that that's a side project of is that you and Kev or just you yeah me and Kev and Kev's brother Paddy who plays the drums and does like programming and he's like a great producer in his own right um, yeah I don't know that's a great question um, we've sort of put that on the back burner a bit I think probably me moving from London where they live to Belfast probably put a bit of a spanner in the works and uh, yeah other things other commitments so uh, it's a very much a passion project that has slowed down but a dream for sure that's the beauty of like a side project or a passion project you can just pick it up anytime yeah yeah I think that's it's like a prime example of something that we just do for fun yeah. whenever everyone's free so um, yeah definitely be a, a dream of mine to release a Shibashi album with so. a new guitar player yeah available <laughs> uh, yeah people just asking about a new album when's that gonna be but Lewis Collins says what's the best setting for a cup of tea excellent question Wow, um, probably gotta be just in front of a fire or something like. But not not a, not too hot a fire. No, like probably about a, thirty minutes after lighting it. A fire that's too hot. Yeah. Is equivalent to no fire at all. 
I would rather have no fire at all than a fire that's like blazing. Yeah, you sure. You don't want a blazing fire. No. I like the sound of it, mm. but I don't like the room being too hot and your face was all red. Yeah, you hate that. crack a window and then you're sort of thinking, what's the point here? Yeah. Tiernan McEwen, we'll rifle through these. Tiernan yeah. McEwen says, question for Sam, how is he enjoying being back playing football with the lads at Newton Forest in Belfast this year? Cheers. Yeah. Is that a team of yours? It is, yeah. He got punched at the, at the weekend. Oh, shit. <laughs> By Joey Barton? <laughs> for not having beers and all yeah. that? No, we are playing a team uh, who were, yeah, just a nightmare. And, uh, yeah, he got punched. You always Fuck. think it's all just chat, don't you? And then someone gets hit and you think, oh, right, yeah, great. So that I would, if I took football that seriously, I would just stop playing. I know. That's a point where you're like, mate, what are you doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? People are like, you're playing in front of two men and a dog. In fact, a lot of the time, it's usually just one man and he doesn't always bring his dog. Yeah. At our level. So horrendous. Um, and that's the sad thing of football here. Probably... In a lot of places with grassroots football, let's be honest, people do take it too seriously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I love it. It's definitely become like the highlight of my week, for sure. Yeah, Absolutely I mean, love it. People do take it too seriously, but are we still doing that ice bath after this? <laughs> yeah. Zadik Zadik says, which two-door song has, has your favourite guitar riff to play? It's a good question. Oh. Can I ask a, a, a question on top of that? Mm. Any of the like the riffs, that like those iconic, like where you go, ah, yeah, that song, is there any of those you just like, came up with or any of those like I don't know how putting a song together works mm. who's there who's contributing what but we're in like the um, but I was about to, I was going to do it and then realised I couldn't because okay. I, I, I can't do mouse guitar but like um, like what you know and stuff yeah or any of those you being like guys check this out um, usually like we'll try and do our own bits um, especially like with the first sort of album and second album when we wrote all together in a room it was very much like I guess stuff started differently where Alex maybe be like oh I've got this chorus and he would sort of play it on guitar and sing it or play a demo or whatever and then we would all get in the room and just like jam along and yeah riffs would come out of that um, or else yeah there were some songs that were like oh I've got this riff <laughs> and they'll sort of put a song around it um, so yeah it's, di- it's sort of different every time um, but yeah the process has definitely changed over the years and um yeah. So yeah, for sure. And what's what's the most fun? What's the most, if if you if you were playing one song on a show and you got to pick it, what would you play? Gosh, um, I don't know. I feel like there's different moments now, which is fun. Um, like something like what you know is obviously fun because it's like probably the most well-known song, and there's a bit of a reaction like as soon as Alex plays the first chord. Um, so you sort of feel that anticipation from people with that song, and yeah, you whenever. I come in with the, there's like an instrumental version of the chorus at the start where I play the riff and people like sing along and stuff which is mad you think yeah, of like, yeah that's usually reserved for lyrics um, so that's pretty cool my favourite is um, Changing the Season oh yeah yeah yeah. I only one. discovered that after the Telegraph show that was yeah. the first time I heard it alright oh, yeah because that's not on an album I don't think um, yeah I, I, I love that I love the chorus um, Jack O'Hagan says who's his favourite centre half for Newton Forest <laughs> He is a centre half at Newton Forest. Uh, so who's the other so, one? Uh, I think we've got a few. We're quite prone to injuries and people go on holidays. So there's a, quite a few to go through. Um, you said you're prone to people going on holidays. Like that couldn't be helped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm off on holiday. Here. Yeah, yeah. Quite a few musicians in the team as well. So lots of people doing gigs at the weekends and stuff. So it's quite a big, fluid squad. Yep. Um, Alex Alex J Morgan says. What's his favourite homemade pizza topping? Do you know Alex? Do you ever remember that? Or, because he's verified, but it, he's maybe like an Aussie rules player. Oh, yeah. Right. He is. Oh, wow. Or he just wears, wears all the gear. and <laughs> like us. But no, I think he does. <laughs> yeah. What, what's your... Uh, oh, home, by the way, I have so many questions, I, I literally I can't get through them all, but, um, but cheers for everyone for sending them in. Um, but yeah, do... Oh, homemade pizza topping. Um... Big fan of just any sort of uh, spiced meat and a black olive. Love a black olive on a pizza. Spiced meat and a black olive. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you put that into Google, you're going to get results. <laughs> you're going to get results. Yeah. There we go. Uh, my last question comes from a band. This what I was, remember I was like, I'm going to have a question from a Spanish band. Uh-huh. They're actually from Mexico and they're called Hey Un Dinosaurio. Oh, cool. Um, so shout out to those guys yeah. and they can I find any of their music they uh, they're yeah 
fans live. Sweet. Uh, so they, they say, uh, again, we've had this, but which is your favourite Tudor song to play live? Ah, okay. But as you say, yeah. like it, it depends on different yeah, different moods. Different, different moods, yeah. It's fun. We end the set at the minute with a song called Sun. And uh, yeah, it's fun as well. I think it's just more like from a... Not necessarily from my point of view in terms of playing, but just the crowd reaction again. Yeah. Um, I think a new one that I find really fun to play is a song called Satellite. Yeah, um, it's, good. it's a fun it's song. It's a fun riff and the I mean, chorus. The new album is like a fun album. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. On our on our honeymoon, we drove a lot of the West Coast to the States. Yeah. And it was just a really nice soundtrack to that. Ah, good. Kind of, it was like yeah. a summary album. Um, I, I hate leaving on a question like this because it's a stock question. Uh, but... What are you up to over the next uh, the next couple of months there? Next couple of months, not very much. What's on the What's on the horizon? Um, yeah, we're we're with nothing now until May. Next stuff's in in China potentially, and then yeah, rolling into summer of festivals, uh, and then a few more tours until sort of up until November December time, and then that's kind of us for this little run. So I um, want to go to an, an away show. Away 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 show. Like a Travel European sport. show or something, yeah. yeah. Because yeah, like, always welcome. Like Telegraph Building. You've missed the European tour though, but summer of festival that could be a fun one. What about like Mexico or something, and we'll hang out with Dinosaurio? Yeah, they can hook us up, take us to a few parties. Yeah. Um, as, festival, if, as if we go to parties. So. Yeah. <laughs> festival. I I open with Golden Touch by Razorlight. Yeah. And and it's a it's a good time. Be my first guest. I appreciate it. Thanks yeah, very pleasure. much for coming Thanks on. For having me. And uh, and. Will you, would you come? Would you come on again? Yes, definitely. Um, I'd like it to be noted that I did bring biscuits, but we didn't tuck into them. Right? Can you pass me those? Because yeah. I didn't want to address well, this. Well, just but... okay. So, first of all, I gotta say thank you very much because you've taken into the count the fact that I don't don't eat gluten. I did, but also then I bought them and realized they're all butter. Yes, which, which is the other allergy yeah. that I that I have. Um, so, I'm just looking here. Whole whole milk. <laughs> so like not even good. semi-skim like yeah. whole milk and then butter milk pasteurised egg I mean I appreciate it's this more of a gift it's more of a token effort gesture isn't it yes and also it could kill me you know but uh, <laughs> but I, I appreciate Just you bringing these noted that I'm the sort of person that turns up your house with a you know with something yeah that could kill you yeah. like, a, like a crossbow or <laughs> but whatever uh, you know it's something but yeah I appreciate those Sam thanks very much <laughs> pleasure There we have it, friends. Done and dusted. Episode two. We're on a roll. We're every Wednesday. Okay, we've done two. And and that's it. Great talking to Sam there. He's just a lovely man. He's a lovely, lovely man. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you want to watch the video version of the podcast, you can do so on YouTube. It's just Shane Todd. You'll find it there. If you want the audio version, then... It's it's everywhere. Check under your dad's blanket. It's there. Check 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 the bath in your local leisure centre. And a lot of you are going, leisure centres don't have baths. Check and you'll find one. Okay? Everywhere. Like even even sometimes in your own bum, the podcast is actually there, which is weird. But it's there. It's on Podbean. Now, Dan, I'm just saying names of things. It could, it might not be on. We don't know if it's on Podbean. It's on Apple Podcasts. It's on Spotify. It's on Napster. It's on, <laughs> it's on a BitTorrent, and I don't know what BitTorrent is. I just remember that we're talking about LimeWire there, and I remember that anytime you downloaded a song on LimeWire, like you'd rush to your computer, being like, "I'm gonna download the latest Shania Twain." I mean, I wasn't downloading that, but some guys were. Um, you would download it and then you'd hit play and you'd open it Windows Media Player and it would go, you, soldier boy. And he, he fucking, I hated that. So I mean, it's irrelevant to everything we're saying, but soldier boy did do that. Michael, do you, do you know what I'm talking about? No, Dan? Okay, you know soldier boy song? Soldier boy, super soak that hoe. Um, what soldier boy did to get that song really famous was he uploaded it to LimeWire as every other song he could think of. So when people downloaded it, it was his song, and everyone's like, why is this guy going, you? So some people just wanted to hear, like, 
you know, Garth Brooks friends in low places and they would put it on maybe at a at a cocktail party for swingers and it would go, you super stoked that hoe. Um so shout out to Soldier Boy as well is what I'm saying. Thanks for listening to the podcast. It's produced by Dan Quick. Dan Quick. Like his name. Rapid. A rapid guy. Doesn't walk anywhere. Sprints at all time. He's always, he's like Linford Christie. He's always ready to just take off at speed. And the man behind the camera, behind the camera labra, which is a play on words of the Liberace film, is, is Michael Foster. Okay? And he's there. He's behind the camera. He's nude. Okay? He's nude. He's German. Just today, which is weird. He just identified today as German. And it's his life. And it's his choices. And who am I to say that that's wrong? I am playing the Waterfront Hall, 3rd of October. The brand new stand-up show, Somebody Told Me. So you can go and check that out. I also do... Uh, tickets are on Ticketmaster on the Waterfront website. I also do a podcast with the, the Stonehead himself. The man cow. <laughs> Dave Elliott, the Boytown podcast every Thursday. Have a wee look at that. But yeah, cheers for watching. Listen to this. Subscribe. Do, do me a wee rating and review. That'll be class. Just be like, that's class. And keep drinking tea. And keep having tea with me. See you next week. Thanks. <laughs>